everybody. Welcome to Coach's Corner. Today, we're going to dive a little deeper on stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. I just did a group coaching call about this last week, and so I'm going to share a little bit of what I taught on that call with you today. So one of the things that I notice with people that experience stress, anxiety, and overwhelm, sometimes all at once, sometimes different ones for different reasons, sometimes there's procrastination and sabotage thrown in there too, is that not only are they experiencing the feeling, but there's also extreme judgment that they're experiencing the feeling. So I haven't yet had a client who says to me, yeah, I experience anxiety and I, I'm cool with it. I've just accepted it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. (laughs) That's not what I hear. Or I experience overwhelm and I just don't really want to do anything about it. Like it's cool. We get frustrated with these parts of ourselves. We get frustrated with how much we experience anxiety and overwhelm, procrastination, sabotage, all these kinds of things because it feels debilitating. So I want to start, before I give you any tips, I want to start by really unlocking your compassion for yourself and your experience. And I want to, the key to that, the key to unlocking that compassion is deep understanding and kind of, of course, I feel this way feeling. So we're going to go back to childhood. Ha ha, surprise. Christine's taking you back to childhood. I know, I know. It is sometimes so predictable of me that our childhood just informs so much of our life until we choose it not to by becoming really conscious of the imprints and the subconscious beliefs and the traumas that were part of our childhood that inform so much of how we think, how we act, and how we feel today. So when we're specifically looking at things like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, those those more hyper-aroused feelings of like being revved up, feeling tremendous pressure, feeling like you can't breathe, and then almost feeling paralyzed. So like that revved up feeling, but also feeling paralyzed, one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. If we go back to how did this all begin? Well, those feelings just didn't start happening. You started to experience those feelings of stress, anxiety, overwhelm at a very young age, and it wired your nervous system in a certain way. So when we are children we don't have the ability to regulate. So I have done a lot of nervous system research, have followed a lot of practitioners that specialize in nervous systems. And the overall consensus, and I haven't found this in one source, it's just been the overall consensus that I found in so much of my research and my experience, is that we really don't have the ability to regulate our own nervous system fully until we're about seven. So that means until seven, and especially when we're really little, we are co-regulating with our primary caregivers, most commonly our parents. So we are learning how to regulate our own nervous system by watching and feeling our parents' nervous system. So when I say regulate, what I mean by that is the ability to come from a hyper or hypo-aroused state, you know, when we're in that fight or flight or freeze kind of patterning, or we're either panicky and like, ah, stressed, or we're just in like hypo-arousal where we're depressed, shut down, paralyzed, feel like we can't move. When we are in either one of those, we're dysregulated. When we're regulated, we're more in the part of our brain that can think clearly, 
be in the present moment and we're not releasing as much cortisol, adrenaline, all those types of things. Our nervous system isn't flared up. So you can think of being dysregulated as we're on alert, our nervous system is flared up versus regulated is we're in that more rest and digest type of energy. Another way to look at this is when you're in your parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system. When you're in your sympathetic, that's when you're aroused, fight or flight, don't feel relaxed. And that parasympathetic is that rest and digest, more calm place to be. And that's, you know, where we want to be more of the time. So as children, when we do have a sympathetic arousal, when we are more in that fight or flight or dysregulated, we're revved up, we don't really know how to get back into parasympathetic. And it's our parents' job, and I talked about this in a previous episode, to really get us back into that parasympathetic through their own nervous system. So let me give you an example. When Athena is upset or she hurts herself, what I am most mindful of, other than is she okay, you know, is there anything I need to attend to, is regulating my own nervous system. And this is something I didn't do well when she was a baby. I've I've learned (laughs) as my parenting journey has continued to really work on my own regulation because when she was a baby, I was postpartum and she would cry and I'd be like, oh my God, what's wrong? And what I've worked on in my own motherhood parenting journey is really regulating myself so that when I hold her, when she's with me, her nervous system feels my regulation. So I'm sharing this with you because back to what I said earlier, I want you to unlock compassion for yourself and your experience by really understanding why you are the way you are. So I want you to think back to your parents or caregivers, especially zero to seven. Would you say they were regulated? (laughs) Would you say they were calm? Like even if they were calm with you, do you think internally they would feel calm? Because as an empath, I can sit down and have lunch with somebody or meet somebody or even work with a client who seems F-I-N-E, feelings inside not expressed fine, and on the outside looks calm, cool, and collected, but I can feel the anxiety and the thinking and whatever brewing underneath, and I can feel that anxiety. So I really want you to think to your parents, like, who were you co-regulating with? Were you co-regulating with people that were regulated? Or were you co-regulating with people that were stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or even depressed? That is the imprint. And that's how your nervous system learned to function. So this is important because when we get to current day reality, and we feel ourselves getting anxious about a social situation. And then the judger comes in and it's like, you're 35 years old. Why do you feel anxious about this? Why are you so insecure? And, or just get frustrated with that we're having anxiety. We forget the fact that what's really going on is there's an inner child in there who never really learned healthy regulation. Another one of my big focuses, both with my clients and with my own daughter is teaching people how to regulate their nervous system and be with their feelings, be with their, whatever feeling it is, anxiety, stress, um, feelings that lead to depression, so on and so forth, like being able to to be with it and, and calm. So some examples with Athena is when she's crying, when she's upset, I hum. I hum a very deep, 
because that's very calming to the vagus nerve, which is, you know, the central nerve for regulation. So you can do that with yourself. You can also blow horsey lips like, you can shake. You can take deep breaths in through the nose and exhale through the mouth. When you are in a dysregulated state, you want to think, okay, am I hyper aroused or hypo aroused? If I feel really anxious and have a lot of energy, sitting down to meditate probably is not going to feel that good. I need to shake. I need to move. I need to dance. I need to scream. I need to blow horsey lips. I need to hum. That so often is better when we're dealing with stress and anxiety than trying to sit down and meditate. Whereas if we already are kind of hypo aroused, feeling more depressed and stuck, going to meditation first connecting deeper with our own intuition, our own core, feeling that breath move through our body because breath is our life force. And when we're hypo aroused, we need to feel that life force. So actually people kind of have it backwards. They think when I'm hyper aroused, I need to you know, when I'm feeling anxious or panicky, I need to sit down and meditate. And when I'm hypo aroused, feeling depressed and stuck, I need to go and do something. Nope, it's actually opposite in my opinion. When we're more in that hyper, we want to go like move the energy, then maybe sit and meditate. And when we're hypo, we want to connect to that breath, connect to that stillness, connect to that life force, and then take action. So that's just a little tip on how to move into more regulation and some techniques that you can do. We're going to be sharing a lot more of these kinds of techniques and a lot more information on how to connect back to that inner child and help them actually learn how to regulate in our Journey to Joy workshop next week. It's coming up soon. It's actually just in a few days, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's free. And it's about 60 to 90 minutes a day. I really encourage you to join us live because there's also going to be an opportunity for live coaching, some hot seat coaching. And it's just, if you can't make it live, that's totally cool. The calls will be recorded, but go to christinehasler.com slash joy, register if you haven't, because I'm going to be talking more about the imprints that our parents' nervous system made on us and like what to do about it. But for now, I hope that this episode has helped you realize, oh my gosh, like I'm not a failure as a person, or I'm not this totally screwed up person who can't deal with the stress in my life. I didn't actually have good co-regulators. I didn't have great teachers of how to be with stress because the, the way we deal with stress, anxiety, and overwhelm is imprinted on our nervous system at an early age by whoever we were co-regulating with, which means whoever we were living with. And if you were living with someone that really wasn't regulated a lot of the time, you're going to feel that. And even if you had one parent who was more regulated and one wasn't, you're going to feel both. So that's why sometimes in some situations you may be able to regulate and some you can't. So that's one huge reason why we are the way we are when it comes to stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. The other reason is just straight up modeling how you saw your parents deal with stress, anxiety and overwhelm is how you're going to deal with it. I have a client who grew up in a relatively healthy home, no abuse, no addiction, no chaos. Parents had a decent marriage, but whenever anything went wrong, there was a leak, there was traffic, there was delayed plane on a family trip. It was like so much stress. 
Her father would feel so much stress and get so flustered and just so stressed. And so therefore, she, when there's a stressful situation, not life-threatening, but stressful, like traffic, delayed planes, things like that, it's like a really big deal. And she has a hard time regulating and staying calm and being able to stay more in that parasympathetic nervous system and that part of the brain that can actually make informed choices and isn't just reactive. You know, when we are dysregulated, we make reactive choices. When we are more regulated, we make proactive choices. All right. As we wrap up, you have three things for homework. First, go to christinehassler.com slash joy, register for our journey to joy workshop. We call it journey to joy because the essence of children is joy. And we want to help you reconnect to that inner child awaken your authentic self and feel the joy that is your birthright. Second, think about what was imprinted on you in terms of a nervous system. Because just like we inherit our eye color, our hair color, our body type, we inherit our nervous system from the people that we were around. Changeable, absolutely shiftable, not a problem. However, it is important to look at and have tremendous compassion for ourselves and our family because big picture, everybody's doing the best they can. Third thing is you're going to think about and write about in your journal, what was modeled for you? How was stress and anxiety and overwhelm modeled? And how do you want to do it differently? So that when you have a stress trigger and you feel that initial reaction that was learned, that was passed down, that was modeled, you go, okay, wait, that's not the way my dad did it or my mom or my stepdad or my grandfather, whoever it was. I'm going to choose something differently. And let me tell you how liberating and relieving that is for the inner child inside of you. Oh my gosh. When they can feel you doing that and going, oh wait, we don't have to do it the way it was done at home. They get really excited and they start to trust you more. So those are the three homework items. Um, There's going to be so much more richness in the workshop. If you're listening to this episode after February 6th through 8th, that's okay. Go to christinehasser.com slash joy. Anyway, you'll be redirected to how I can help you with inner child now. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.